Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe. Now introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Gaines, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. My name's Ed Mann and today we're joined by a good friend of the show, Joe Watkins. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good. Hi, everyone. Hey, and look, we are cooking on gas today because this is our first time where we've actually literally spun up Zencaster and it just worked. Like you connected and we were talking, there was dialogue, there was no like Google Hangouts, there was no Skype, there was no phone, there was no like Morse code. It was just, yeah. So we're very happy today. That, that is true. But for the 10 minutes before you came on, I, to be honest, I was pissing about with um, my audio settings. So, so I didn't get it right. It Victory. Oh, man. Well, I was to say, like, it's been probably like July, I think, the last time you came on. So, like, what's going on in the life of Joe? What have you been up to, man? Um, I left England uh, because it was too cold and um, I'm just sick of being cold all the time. I, I don't blame you. I, I can't blame you with that. There, there's, that's a valid argument. Yeah. And where, where, so where have you based now then? Uh, Spain. Okay, I can definitely, yeah, that is a very, I'm actually saying that I saw your tweet with the picture and uh, yeah, I can't really argue with that. That is a beautiful, breathtaking place that you're, you're living now. Yeah, it's like summer for eight months of the year and um, my wife's got fibromyalgia and um, it's horribly painful for her and, you know, the doctor, we, we went away for a little while um, to Italy and while we were there, she didn't have to take any painkillers and it was just the climate makes all the difference jeez man well that's awesome well that's so cool and i know that so it's been so how has the transition been then because you moved from the isle of Wight, didn't you now so you've moved from there to to spain where, where in spain are you based um i'm in colera at the moment but we're only in like temporary accommodation at the moment but i am hoping to stay around here because it is very beautiful but yeah it's expensive and slow and there's all kinds of things to worry about that could go wrong but uh we're just gonna just steam ahead and you know, just make it work. Good on you, dude. Uh, well, say, saying like, you know, slow, probably your internet connection. Because, uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, do you mind explain to the audience then, how are you actually coming to us today by recording? Uh, today I'm using a SIM card in a router um, and connecting to mobile networks. And it actually is working pretty pretty well. Yeah, well, it's quite fast, but you have to pay through the arse for it. I mean, it's um, £20 for 20 euros rather for um 10 well three and a half gigabytes of data and you can only top up the thing three times in in a month and then i have to buy another sim card uh, so how, how many sim cards have you got through already i've got a pile of four that i can't use until next month and um this one that i just got today that will be dead by the day after tomorrow probably and yeah and it's costing me 80 euros for every SIM card. So you can see I've got, I've spent like several hundred euros connecting to the internet since I got here. But I mean, I, I knew it was going to be, I mean, at home in the UK, I had a um, hundred megabits a second um, using two BT lines. So I knew it wasn't going to be that. Um, and I researched and the average speed is only 10 megabits a second here in this particular area, which I could have coped with. And it just hasn't really worked out like that. There's no there's no ADSL in this house, so I can't have ADSL connected. There's no fibre in this area, so I can't have fibre connected. 
Um, so I'm pretty much stuck on mobile networks until I've got a permanent address and then I can have whatever I want installed, uh, except fiber, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's temporary and expensive and slow. I mean, when you run out of data, it doesn't actually cut you off. It does a worse thing than that. And it restricts your speed to 64 kilobytes per second. Oh, that, that's, that's mean. Yeah, no, it's like the internet circa 1990. It's very horrible. I don't like it at all. And, yeah, that's probably the, the main the main problem I've got at the moment. But um, yeah, it's temporary. So no, oh, well, at least you got because I mean, with, with, with speed tests and stuff, actually, like when it's running full, what, what are you getting kind of up oh, and down? A hundred megabits a second over four G. Jeez. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, like, they've got an extremely excellent four um, G network, but it's just so expensive, and they put these stupid restrictions on it that like, you can't keep just topping it up. I mean, I would just keep topping it up. I don't know why I have to go and keep buying SIM cards. But uh, whatever, I mean, I can't do anything about it. So, just onto another SIM card. Yeah, and 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 then I'm just gonna probably just throw them away or keep or cycle them. I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't really thought that far ahead. I I can't really because there's probably some other restriction that I don't know about yet. I'm probably gonna go in there at some. Well, I've actually already been asked why I'm buying so many SIM cards. They may eventually say we're not gonna sell you anymore because I'm going back to the same shop and uh, the same checkout lady do you know what I mean and they're probably just going to say no we're not going to do it anymore you're obviously doing something suspicious so so you'll be on to the next shop then yeah probably just go to a different shop orange or something (laughs) oh man but so so what what what, in the life of joe then kind of like what you've been doing like recently kind of programming wise i noticed on your uh, github account actually you've released uh was it wk html to pdfs like what was that is that an aid of was that some work thing Actually, no, I just, um, you know, I hang around in um, chat rooms and that. Um, many, many people come in and say, I want to do this with a PDF, or I want to do that with a PDF, and is there any good PHP projects? And there's always a big discussion about it. And the, the result is, you know, the, the, the conclusion of the discussion is that, no, there isn't really any good, any good PHP libraries that you could use. So I, I've known about WKHTML2X for ages. It's very mature. And I just thought one day I would um, I would expose that to PHP so that you could use, just use that because it's good. It's um, and it's mature and stable appy. So it it just came about because people kept asking about it. And then one morning I was looking for something to write and just decided to do that. Nice and a complete side tangent. I did put it in the show notes, thinking maybe you know. I mean, on the radar at the moment for a lot of people. Uh, but you know, from you, definitely, you know, C, C plus plus, and everything. Like, are you interested in any of the cryptocurrencies, or have you looked into any of the source for like Bitcoin or anything like that? Okay, well, the day before you actually sent me the um, the show notes, I, I would have said no, and then the day after, my my line manager asked me to have a look at a Bitcoin core library called SECP two five six K, which is like the something to do with the maths that is used. <laughs> So I have actually read that and started writing an extension for that. But um, my interest in it only goes that far. I mean, I mean, other than my programming interest in it, other than obviously I read the news. <laughs> and, uh, I see people, everywhere now. Yeah, I see people are getting rich off the back of this stuff. So that's, I'm interested in getting rich. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I've only just started like dipping my toe in. And, and you know, they, they asked me to do that. And then I started reading it and, it looks really good on the on 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 its face, but then when when you actually dig in, it's a library written by crypto experts, and they're really smart people, but not not the best sort of um, not the best at designing appies, and it's a bit clunky and cumbersome underneath. 
And then I started looking at um, the Bitcoin actually do like a higher level library that includes the SECP 256K um, code, but it kind of abstracts it at a higher level. So for example, I don't really know what it means, but there's functions in the lower level library to tweak keys. And the purpose of them is to derive child keys from... Yeah, you have a seed and then you can just hierarchical deterministic wallet thing. But the functions are really clunky and it's not clear how to use them. But in the in the higher level library, um, it uses those functions, but it just gives you like a, a, a derived method. It's like, this is how we should have done it and how we should have presented it to you. Yeah, basically. But I mean, the, the SECP thing, I think it's more of a, um, a reference uh, library than... And obviously it's used, but I mean... Yeah, um, it's good that it exists because it is that's an isolated thing so it, it's good that it exists but it wasn't it was always a thing but it wasn't used widely until bitcoin came about um which is why it's not in my you know it's not part of my my vocabulary but like i don't really know that much about it but yeah i've just started getting into reading about it so maybe ask me in another few months no that's awesome so what, what are you kind of using it for what's the idea behind it then at your work oh you know what? i actually don't know i'm just doing what i'm told <laughs> <laughs> know what it's been used for. i know it's something to do with bitcoin i'm and i'm i'm told that um there's a php only implementation of this and there's one for node but the node and the php one don't agree on output so i was asked just to uh wrap the same library that node uses which is the lower level secp 256k library so yeah i, I actually i know it's something to do with um bitcoin directly but i don't actually know the details of it i'm just doing what i'm told that's cool. That so the idea there is you so you're exposing that then to PHP world. So in theory, we'll be able to use this abstraction oh, in yeah. PHP code. Yeah, we'll have that soon. Yeah, that's awesome. And will this be provided open source? Are you, is oh, it yeah, yeah, awesome. I don't do writing closed source code really anymore. Not in C anyway. And actually, following on from that, another thing you've been working on, and actually, uh, you did a blog post on it last uh, last month. Actually, was something to do with test fest and test etiquette and stuff. So I was just wondering, like, what what is PHP test fest? Well, it's a really good idea, actually. It's um, it's a drive to make everyone a contributor to, and they do that by improving the tests that come with PHP, which are just written in PHP. I mean, anyone who uses PHP could write a test. Yeah, it's a it's a thing that goes on for a few months, and they've got their own repository, and you make pull requests to there for tests, and me or someone else will come along and review the test, and then at the end they give out like you know electronic prizes, kudos, and things and all the tests get merged and we improve um the reliability of the test suite so i mean that's that's why i'm sort of involved because obviously i'm interested in making the test suite as robust as possible so there's 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 some things you just the the test that i kept blog post was just about trying not to get people i wasn't really about wasting my time it was so they don't waste their time because i'm not going to merge things that have been tested already and so it was just like, you know, make sure you look at code coverage, which we've got on php.net systems. Make sure you look at code coverage and make sure you're not covering already covered paths and make sure you're not testing particular parts of Zen that may report that they're not tested, but they definitely, definitely are. Uh, so, yeah, that's what that was about. And TestFest is really great. I suggest everyone goes and reads about it and gets involved. And and you like you you go to, um like the, the idea is that local meetups like have a, are the, are the place where you learn how to do the tests and you write them together at the meetup and then you submit them afterwards or during the meetup and uh yeah so it's like you're not on your own you've got people you know with you and a good, a good way to um 
get get your feet wet as as a contributor to PHP. Awesome and an admirable view, you know, to kind of expose this to people like the masses that you know want to get involved or feel that they you know they want to contribute, but they just don't know where to start. And like this is a great way of starting. Yeah, and there's this feeling that you've got to be like um, a master of PHP or or a master of C to be useful, but you don't at all. You just have to use PHP, and everyone can can write useful tests. So it's a really excellent, easy way to get involved. And because I know, I remember from the last couple of uh, talks we did, we did um, podcasts we did, sorry, was you were talking about kind of like doing some presentations and stuff. So that's, you know, some speaking roles and stuff about this. Have you, have you kind of started doing that or thinking about that on the radar? I actually didn't get the chance to, I was, I was meant to do one and then I didn't get the chance to do it. And I, ha- I haven't got around to doing it yet, but this is how I'm advancing that agenda sort of thing and, and i'll put it all in the show notes and everything because yeah it's a really great cause and yeah it's, i think it's great that you know you did the blog post and stuff to discuss you know it's just not really to it is just to say like look this is kind of how to go about doing it you know let's not waste anyone's time and stuff and let's write some meaningful tests that you are proud of and also ca- that can be committed and you know um uh, sammy k's also done like a load of videos about actually mm. how to do how to actually write the tests as well so that they're, they're very useful that's really, really good. And actually, then speaking about PHP then and kind of uh, versions and whatnot, recently 7.2 has been released, which is great. A couple of really good things there. I think we spoke about it last episode, you know, with like, you know, the MCRIP's gone and now it's improved Libsodium's in there. So for all our cryptography needs, we've all got that sorted with some, you know, some high-end cryptography library. Actually surpasses a lot of other languages now, which is quite amazing. It's very nice, yeah. And I was wondering, like, kind of what, what else is available in, two, in 7.2 then that you that kind of caught your eye? Okay, so um, I'm basically just going to read off like the new features page on php.net because I don't remember them all, but I know about them. <laughs> so um, we've got a new object type so that object can be covariant for parameters. And, I mean, sorry, contravariant for parameters and covariant for return types. That's very useful. It, it means you can remove or add object in those cases because it's still, when you remove or add it, you don't break LSP. So... It should have been there. It's just like an omission for some reason didn't have. And it was really simple patch and uh, a no-brainer, really. So, yeah, that's a new object type. We've got extension loading by name, which is not, not doesn't really need an explanation. Um, abstract methods overriding. It says abstract methods can now be overridden when an abstract class extends another abstract class. So that's another kind of no-brainer yeah. addition. Yeah, it's another um, just a useful thing. That, um, I think what I want to say about these sorts of things is years ago when the object model was like designed, I don't really think anyone was thinking about solid or LSP or any actual thing other than compatibility with past versions of PHP. And I think now there's more of a drive towards correctness and these things, the abstract method overriding and the object type, they they just allow us to write more precise code without it breaking any of the rules that we now recognize are important, important things. So yeah, that's another one of those sorts of um, features. And then we've got sodium in core, which we've already discussed. And argon2 has been added to the password hashing appy. So everyone knows the password hashing appy in Argon 2's another um, quite new uh, hashing method for that. We've got some new string types for PDO to support national character types um, when emulating prepares. Uh, no one should really emulate prepares, but whatever, that's there. 
And then another thing to do with emulated repairs is being able to provide debugging information. So it sends you the raw. That's good. Yeah, it can show you the raw query and placeholders and things and some debugging information. There was, I remember a little bit of controversy about that. I think it either may have been changed twice before the first release or is due for another change after. I'm, I can't quite remember. I remember, yeah, because there was actually two RFCs. One had been approved and then he actually went, actually, I want to do it a different way now. I think I'd seen. Um, yeah. I, did, it, did, did that second one go through? I think it did. I, I, I think it did, yeah. I think that was approved too. So I think it's the, the second of the two that, that is uh, actually implemented. Oh, that's good. It would, it would not surprise me if, if, if we released the bad one and then said, we. But okay, yeah, that's the good one um, has been in, included. Um, extended operations in LDAP. I mean, does anyone use LDAP? Do you? <laughs> I've never used LDAP. Funnily enough, Matt, like, so actually I'm having to start looking into some Active Directory stuff. And uh, oh, yeah. It's really Windowsy. Uh, it's, it's really Windowsy, isn't it? Um, LDAP and stuff is, yeah, the, the opens, like the actual, you know, the light directory protocol thing. But yes, things like Active Directory use. Uh, unfortunately, Active Directory is solely Windows and um, it seems to be the best of the bunch, which is scary. I'm allergic to Windows and I've got a rash. So let's talk about something else. I feel uh, your pain, man. <laughs> information additions to the sockets extension addr info lookup connect bind and explain functions which are pretty useful uh then type widening again this is more this is more object model um improvements that still allow us to comply with lsp but write more precise code um and then just a very unimportant group namespace you can have, have a comma after group namespaces that's the when you use a namespace and then there's curly braces and some names in the curly braces all for the, git diffs. All for this, the version control diffs yeah I, I i didn't really find that a, i don't really find that a good uh a good argument i don't think i voted on it or i voted no on it it didn't just didn't really seem that interesting or important to me because i think the other one's been approved hasn't it the function argument or parameter list now yeah but i mean it, if you're going to say, oh, we should have this because it makes PHP consistent, then we're going to be patching PHP into the end of time to try and make it consistent. If you, if that's the only reason, then I don't think it's a good reason to change anything. But I mean, I can be wrong. I'm always wrong. So, um, you know, it's in. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter what I think. Uh, proc nice support is now supported on Windows. So what, what is proc nice then? Well, niceness is like setting like... Um, Oh, priorities and stuff on yeah. processes. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I mean, I don't really. It's it's ch- it's changing it of the current process. So I imagine on Windows you need all kinds of permissions to do that. I'm not really sure. But again, Windows, and I'm allergic. So pack and unpack Indian support, which may be difficult when, which may be useful when um, when you execute code on more than one machine and you need to control Indianness. We already had it for. We already had it for. Um, some types and it's just now been added for float and double and, and actually interesting that because you know you mentioned so we mentioned windows alerts to windows and stuff like we've been like developing php obviously because it you know it's, it's run on windows and supports windows how much interaction with windows do you actually have to do is there dedicated people that would deal with that kind of side of things or do you have to kind of bear it in mind there is extremely dedicated windows um guys that know everything about everything um for windows and and there is so much to know about windows um i couldn't start learning now that's why i haven't tried i've always used i I don't remember ever booting up windows as my primary operating system it just it's never happened and yeah there's uh, manitol and um 
Pierre. They're, they're both very good Windows experts. And uh, basically what, what generally happens is when we're looking at merging and new patches, they'll come along and say, oh, well, they need to work this way for Windows and they'll just they'll just patch it themselves rather than... So that makes you very happy. That yeah. makes you very, very happy. <laughs> very, extremely happy, yeah. I mean, I do have to I do have to boot up a Windows VM once in a while to test an extension of mine or test a bug on PHP, but I just find it so frustrating because I just don't know the tools and I, it's... It's probably not Windows's fault. It's probably mine, but I'm, I'm not going well, to. It's, it's what you're used to. I mean, it's you know you're from you know familiar, and if it's not broke, why fix it? Yeah, and uh, all the IDEs and and every the Visual Studio and that I find that so complicated. And the most annoying thing is when you actually set it up and it takes several hours to install. <laughs> and I mean, I just don't understand this because the point of Windows was supposed to be that you could just download DLLs and and assemble your software using these magical <laughs> libraries but it doesn't work like that it just it everything is all just wait a moment we're just setting up when you install windows and then when you try and install software it's wait a moment we're just setting up and it's like well what are you doing you're just supposed to be downloading stuff and copying it to a disk it's just so frustrating and it takes hours to do anything i just oh, super hate it oh, but, and actually another thing with with pack and unpack like it'd be quite cool like what actually is pack and unpack used for then okay so Binary data is packed, basically. Uh, an example would be you, you, a common use for unpack is to actually read a, a structure in C or some lower level language. And uh, unpack allows you to unpack the members into the members of an array. Okay, so you've got all different, it supports all different types like unsigned and signed longs and ints and chars and everything else. Okay, and so the last thing I'd done with it was someone asked me to read part of a ELF header, which is the um, executable file format for Linux. So you open the file, seek to an address, read a certain size of data, and what you get back is utter nonsense, binary nonsense. And then unpack allows you to, I can't find a better word than unpack the data into the memory array. So it's a well-named, well-named function. Yeah, and, and, and pack is the opposite. Um, it allows you to take a, an array and pack it into the into what would be the C structure or, or some lower level structure. They're really useful. And they actually they that one of the most useful things in Perl is the equivalent um functionality. And it would be years ago would be the only reason I would use Perl to do that. <laughs> so they're they're very useful, um excellent functions. Not to everyone. But when you need them, I mean that for that ability, yeah, to go on like lower level and be able to pack and unpack these file formats. Yeah, there's no um, there's no way to just do it without those. If you have to do that kind of work, you you need them them functions. They're really quite useful. I think I recently, I, well, I did it a couple of uh, months ago. I was packing things for like WAV formats and things like that, generating it. Yeah, and it's just so yeah, it's something like that where you realise, okay, this is why it's so useful. I could have probably come up with a better example there. I just, no, 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 no. It's a, practical, it's a real use case. So, you know. Web formats and that kind of that kind of work, um, but um, making PHP data into binary in a, in a specific layout data, like a, like a WAV header or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah. And um, and then other features we've got are um, XIF enhancements. That's another, that's another thing I never really used. Do you use that? No, useful if you need it. I think this is always the fun thing with these things. It's it's very useful when you find out actually that you really need to use it and you're just like, ah, that's why it's great it's in there. 
that's one of the things where I never really, I never really heard anyone before I saw these changes coming out. I never really, I didn't hear anyone say XF for years. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. It's not, I don't know, I don't really know what people would use it for now. There's been updates for much larger range of formats. This means that their format specific tags are now properly tracked. That sounds like a lot of work to get all these in, actually. Yeah, it probably is. Good on stuff as well. But I don't, I don't, I've not heard of anyone really. Uh, using it a bit like you say yes yeah, it's, it's one of them things if it is no probably no um no replacement for it or no good replacement so yeah that's nice i suppose and then we've got some new features in pcre i was going to mention pcre actually because then there's been a new in 7.3 there's actually been an accepted proposal for version 2 yeah for version um, 2 so- so this is the Perl uh regular expression format that we use and take advantage of and really love Oh, everyone uses it, PCRE, Perl compatible regular expressions. Everyone uses it because it means you don't have to use Perl. <laughs> <laughs> Again, with the unpack pack, isn't it? It's just yeah. like, it's easy to do with Perl. Um, yeah, so, but this is not that. This is just some forward slash modifier for setting dupe names has been added. So, not super important. But, like you say, yeah, 7.3 comes version two. So, that, that'll be a, mu- a much more um, widely used thing, I suppose. SQLite 3 allows writing blobs. Uh, so you can now open a blob field in write mode. That's useful. People need to do that. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, blobs are like um, binary. I mean, everyone knows what a blob is. They're binary chunks of data within mm. within the row there. So, yeah, that's nice. Um, Oracle OCI 8, that's another thing I never use. No, uh, support for Oracle database transparent application failover callbacks. Again, I think it's one of those useful if you need to use it, isn't it? It's so fun. I mean, this is when you realize how much the world of PHP and our language kind of is affected by so many different things. Yeah, because yeah, because this is probably useful to a whole bunch of people, just not not us. That's it. But yeah, but it probably is very useful. That's one of these Oracle's one of these things we've got a guy for because it's a very complicated subject and needs someone with a deep knowledge of the um, protocols and software used. So we've got a guy for that. Yeah, so that's good. We, we, that's if we didn't have that guy, you know, we, we, we wouldn't get any new stuff. Um, so that because yeah, I mean, you can't have the head. You haven't got. I mean, no one's got the headspace to be able to do all of this work. No. You can't work on EXIF stuff and then go straight to Oracle. It doesn't really work. It has to be in your, you know, your company or in your, you know, your kind of interest to actually want to do this kind of work. Yeah, you need someone that lives and breeds it, sort of thing. Yeah, so that's that's that. And then we've got uh, just lastly the uh, zip extension has been enhanced to allow encrypted archives to be read and written. That's useful. It is, yeah, un- undoubtedly. Zip is one of them strange things that actually, for some reason, we bundle a version of libzip. And this is this is one of the... I remember a conversation being had about why are we bundling this widely deployed... Yeah, I was going to ask that. Well, the reason seems to come down to, you know, PHP has its own memory allocator. Mm. Um, the reason seems to come down to that libzip doesn't allow you to set an allocator. So we've got a modified version of libzip PHP allocator. So you have to constantly patch it with latest versions and stuff. You'd think, but it actually doesn't get patched and libzip gets developed and we don't do anything. And, and it's just a, a bit of a shambles, really. I, I, I think we should not bundle stuff. It would be better just to write the patch for libzip to allow um, setting an allocator because that's generally useful like to other projects that use libzip as well i mean it's not just php that's got its own allocator it's very very common to write your own allocator in in complex c applications or systems 
So we should just write the feature and pull it upstream and, and open a pull request upstream and see if they'll merge it. But um, yeah, that's a conversation that needs to keep being had until certain people listen. And the zip archive now implements the countable interface and the zip stream now accepts a password context option. Um, so yeah, they're all pretty self-explanatory really. No, it's, it's a nice release, isn't it? It's a nice set of um, features for, mm. yeah, definitely. And then obviously now we're pushing on now to 7.3, which is crazy to think. And obviously your version 7.1. So kind of like, what, what's the what's the timeline now for the version that you're currently maintaining? Well, it will be supported until the 1st of December 2018. And then after that, it will have a year of security updates. And then I'm off the hook, basically. <laughs> off the hook until they kind of, they con you to do another one. Have, have you felt the, the, the need to the want to do another one? I would do another one, but I think it's probably fairer just to let someone else have a go. Yeah, there's quite a few people who actually do want to do it. Not for any selfish reason, just, you know, um, same reason. Help contribute. Just you know, yeah. to be done. And there's lots of people around with the kind of knowledge that you need to do it. So, uh, yeah, I don't really, we haven't, no one's done two releases yet since we adopted the, the release manager and release schedule thing. So hopefully I don't have to do another one. Well, that's good. it's good, though, that you've got so many people who are willing to do it. Uh, it'd be, it would be funny if someone actually does want to do it another time. It's like, no, you, you, you only really want to do one and then you're gone. You want to get out of there. Yeah, well, there's kind of a joke between release managers that uh, a couple of the people that were release managers just disappeared after. <laughs> oh, no. Because um, uh, it is a lot of work and uh, no one ever says thanks. And it sort of you get to the end of your few years or whatever and it just feels like, okay, I'm going to slide into the background now and do secret things <laughs> i don't know what they're doing i mean that's the thing though because like i mean you, you know obviously now everyone's like oh yeah seven two got to push that now but they don't realize that obviously you've still got work to do on seven one you know your security updates come in you know kind of patches need to be added to it and stuff there's still a lot of work that you know is entailed for you but i think i i appreciate everyone pushing forwards because you know the more people want to to upgrade and use the latest version it twists the arms of the people making the decisions, you know, the people building the distributions and whatever. They see that people want to use the latest version. And so they'll adopt it earlier than they would have if everyone was silent. If everyone was silent and just kept using whatever version they started writing their project with, uh, which is what people done for years, no no one would bother to to include the latest version in their distro. But but because everyone's shouting about the latest version, it, it gets pushed it gets pushed into the, the distribution. So that's 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 only only a good thing, I suppose. No, that is a good point. And actually, you know, talking about seven three then, so is there any discussion or kind of selection now at the moment for the release managers? We don't have we don't have release managers yet. That will be down to Remy and Sarah to start Sarah to start a conversation about that. And, you know, same process will occur. People will vote on whoever puts their name forward and then Remy and Sarah will help the new uh, release managers with their release. And uh, obviously all of us are available for, like, help in that, but it will be mostly Remy and Sarah. And, yeah, they haven't been chosen yet, but I suppose they will be. They're just trying to get their release out the door and deal with Christmas. So probably after Christmas sometime they'll start that conversation. Yeah, I'm sure they're very busy at the moment. Yeah, and then, so moving on then to the RFCs, you know, I can't have you on without talking about a couple of RFCs. Like, firstly, are you working on any RFCs at the moment? Okay, well, it's not written as an RFC yet, and I don't want anyone to assume that it's going to happen. But Levi, quite a well-known PHP developer, we were discussing in Room 11 the idea of um, a generic traits. Okay, so it's like a way to use traits as templates 
with generic parameters. It's really, really very powerful. Good, great idea. And we've been working on that, but we see problems. If you're going to have generic traits, you want to have generic interfaces. It all starts trickling down, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, and then once you've got generic interfaces, people are going to say, well, why can't we have generic classes? And the fact is that it's extremely difficult to implement generics, which is why no one's done it yet. I mean, there's a lot of smart people around and it doesn't exist. So I should tell you, it's difficult and so difficult that no one's even had a good attempt at it. I know there's an RFC for generics, but there's no patch. There's no good idea about how it will actually work. And it's hard. So, yeah, we're working on that, but it's kind of a, it's not a fully formed idea yet, but we are, we are working on it. Cool. So is it, is it a lot of work, like kind of implementation wise? Is it more like trying to think of it as a, as a language concept or is actually the implementation quite tr- tricky as well? It's mostly the conceptual work that's difficult because I'm not very good at conceptual thinking. Um, Levi is really great, very great. But to be worth discussing, I need code. I, I, I can conceptualize code, but I can't turn what you say to me. I can't turn it into ideas unless I can imagine what the code looks like, if that makes sense. And uh, so we're, we're, we're saying, oh, we want, you know, one day we want generic traits and then the next day it's, well, what about this and that? And then it's, oh, maybe we need generic interfaces. Well, how can we make that work? And it's like hours of discussion and 15 minutes, 20 minutes writing some code to test the idea. So it's pretty long and laborious and I'm busy at the moment. Obviously, I, I was working with him really early in the morning with it because he's in America. And I was working with him really early in the morning. He's still plodding along with it, but it's... Um, it's going to take more than one brain and um, mine's not really super available at the moment. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure how far we're going to get or where it's going to go. But um, yeah, it's a thing we've been playing with, I suppose. No, it really sounds really awesome. And, and you, like you say, though, it's so it's annoying, isn't it? Because once you see and conceptualize one idea, it does then kind of bubble out into interfaces and then classes and stuff. And it just becomes a much bigger, like, can't we just be happy with traits for now and then maybe expand in the future? Or do you think it has to be a full hog? I view traits as harmful and horrible. If you, if uh, you know, I mostly do code reviews at work. Mm. Um, if you write a trait, I will slap you. <laughs> because, because i hate them the idea comes from another language and in the language where it was first implemented they're very useful because they can implement interfaces but when you do it in php it's really clunky because you've got to imp- you've got to decide at the implementation site where you declare that the class uses a trait the class has got to declare that it implements an interface and then you use a trait to implement the interface this doesn't make any sense it's just wrong actually but but it's so it's too late now and 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 then there's been talk of let's have them implement interfaces but there's problems with that anything that could make traits like properly useful like this t- templates idea I, I love so I think it's worth worth pursuing but I hate traits as they are it, it does feel it is a bit of a hack isn't it it's a bit of a copy and paste but it's not clever though I mean I like I like a good hack if it's clever and it saves time and it makes code clearer but. In the real world, everyone's got a trait in one file and they implement the interface, but they don't declare that they've implemented the interface. And then in a totally disconnected different file, you've got an, you've got an implementation that, that uses a trait and declares that it implements the interface. But it, it doesn't. It's the trait that implements the interface. And that's wrong. It's just plain wrong. But um, I don't know why it wasn't seen when when Patch was... For, I mean, I wasn't around when, when it was first... Um, brought up for discussion or, or merged into PHP. But I would have said, I would have shouted from the rooftops, this is wrong. Uh, but yeah, too late. 
Absolutely. And another one, actually, like, was the UUID RFC. Uh, and actually, we spoke about it last episode, but actually now it's been declined. I was wondering, do you know the reason behind it? Uh, you know, there's a few people that carry a lot of weight with their words. And one of them is Nikita, because he's responsible for quite a lot of Zen and all of the good ideas. And um, basically, he doesn't like it because it's an object, happy, and it doesn't need to be. And I think that persuaded a lot of people to vote no. Other arguments include it's not tested. It's not the same as the de facto standard, which is Ramsey UUID. It's not quite the same. It's um, no reason to include it in PHP because it doesn't actually use any like internal APIs. It could just be written in PHP like Ramsey UUID. And I think that's enough. I think that was just, I mean, really the fact that people think it's a bad API, we don't want to make these kinds of mistakes. It's, um, the argument is that it should just be a function that you could get the same from a single function, which is true. Although objects look nice to our eyes and we're all kind of trained now to, to think about objects, not everything has to be an object. And, and if you can replace an object in 10 methods with one function, sometimes that's a good idea. And in this case, probably is a good idea. So that's that's been declined, yeah. Would you think it would come back in in the form of a function? I don't know. I mean, when you, when you, you know, the guy who, who put all that work in, it's devastating when you get declined because you can't help but take it personally. It feels like a personal thing because it's your code and, and it's like um, people don't like it. But it's difficult to do. But if you can taking on board criticism and that is so important. And uh, it's just code. And, and if he does, I'm sure if he came back with what people said they wanted, it would become a no-brainer. But a lot of the time, people don't do that or they just try to tweak their original idea and say that they've addressed concerns and then it just gets declined again or it never even gets to voting um, stage. I mean, one problem was that it was under discussion for a while and it got discussed and there was criticism, but nothing changed. And then there was silence or, or nothing major changed. And then there was silence and then suddenly it became, um, it got put into voting. It, he, he got told that in the discussion and maybe he'll take that on board. But I mean, who knows? It's, no one else is probably going to come and do it because everyone can see this guy's worked really hard on it and if anyone's going to do it, it should be him. But it's just it's down to the individual, isn't it? It's, I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly would think it would be a great addition. I mean, as a function, definitely, you know, I just it's one of those common things that you solve and that I know it's true it could be solved in user land, but to have it in the language level like this, it's something that PHP kind of strives for to, you know, make it easier for developers. Yeah, I, I think... Um, Having an appy is a good idea, but it's just it's just finding the right the right one. Absolutely, and actually something else now. So a couple of that are actually up under discussion at the moment. Um, one of them's I think it's from the Kita actually is the explicit send by reference. So the idea is that currently parameters that are passed by reference are only declared when defining a function, while the call site does not distinguish between by value and by reference arguments. So this proposal, this RSC proposal, sorry, allows the marking by reference arguments at the call site as well, which I just think is another no-brainer. Like this just makes code easier to reason about, especially if you have to explicit reason why you want to use it by reference. It would make code easier to reason about. If we removed references 
Not not having references is another argument as well, yes. <laughs> I hate references. I hate them from the perspective of someone who writes PHP and also someone who tries to implement new features for PHP. I think the preg match is one of the ones which really looks, looks ugly, doesn't it? The fact that the, you know, the, the reference you pass in an empty match is, and then it will just come back magically with stuff. The in-out, it's the in-out problem that hasn't been solved properly. And it's the um, spooky action at a distance thing that parameters are, and and the mean references are, and they once you've started to use them, the magic just spreads, and you don't know where, <laughs> and you don't know where things have been made. Well, why has this changed? Ne- never mind making things easier to reason about. If if you actually use references, it makes code nearly impossible to reason about. So I understand why he wants to do this, but I wish that we would just leave references quietly, just leave them and then eventually just, while no one is looking, just remove them. <laughs> one release, it will just be at the bottom, you know, and references By the way, are gone. Yeah, references are gone. Yeah, it, I would love that. That's, but I mean, you can't, I'm, I'm wrong about stuff all the time. I could be wrong. I don't know. He's much smarter than me. If you think this is a good idea, it's probably a good idea. But I, I, whenever I see something try to make references better, I just think, why are you doing that? Don't do that. Yeah, it's it's those two arguments, isn't it? It's like, don't talk about it. Or if you are talking about it, be very explicit that this is doing this horrible thing. Yeah. Uh, it's that those two arguments, and I, I can understand both of them. I think I do agree with the, the RSC, though. I think, you know, if I, I want it to be screaming at me, you know, that this is happening, that, that especially at the call site where is the most valuable bit, because I'm not going to go into the function or wherever the method and be like, oh, right, actually, okay, see, this is, you know, that's the gotcha at the moment where you magically at the moment see, oh, so if I pass this in, you're actually going to affect m- my copy of it. Yeah, I, I, I understand it, but it's just... It would be nice if it completely went out, I agree. I don't know why we're advancing the agenda of references at all. <laughs> well, the, the other one then, the other under discussion uh, is the concept of operator functions. Uh, and this comes up in FP a lot. Yeah, I do like this. Yeah, because so the idea then is for each of the PHPs built in operators that solely are on expression, so no assignment operators, a corresponding function with the same symbol could be added to the PHP standard library in the root namespace. So that for, say, the plus operator, there'll be a corresponding plus function, you know, in bracket, you would have to do it in quotes, or for like the, you know, the equality operator, you'd get the corresponding equality function. So yeah, I mean, this is just a great addition that kind of provides us with, you know, things that we would commonly have to put, say, if you want to do like an array reduce and sum up things, I mean, obviously, you can do array sum now, but you know, these kind of things that you kind of can you know conceive and use and everything being an object or a function in the world of functional programming you know adding this i can't see it being a detriment and it just being an an additional well it's nice but but oh dear a function has huge overhead and an operator has almost none so what's going to happen is we'll probably merge that and then decide that we're going to have to special case in the engine a lot of these to make them back into operators (laughs) I was going to say, like, I'm guessing that is going to be some of the, because I don't know what the patch looks like, but is that what's happening there? Or is it actually really wrapping as functions at the moment? Special casing at the moment. Not, I can't see any special casing. So we are going to, you would impede them with the performance overhead of a function as opposed to being able to work out that it's an operator in. Yeah. And then that just does add, add complexity, doesn't it? All of the changes are in built-in functions mostly, and I can't um, load the diff, so... No, I, I like it. I like the idea, but I think uh, the outcome is going to be much more complication. I mean, for example, um, strlen is a function, but no one actually calls it. It's special cased in the engine to use an operator because of the overhead. 
So if you actually do write functional code that actually does use function calls, it's going to be slow compared to just using the operators. So I like it, but I don't think it's um, complete. I think probably, I mean, it's complete idea, a complete implementation of what's detailed in the RFC, but what it isn't is a well thought out, a final solution to the, mm. the problem. I suppose because if you're using things like in the concept of functional program with higher order functions and you need to provide a function anyway, you're still then having to implement these, you know, simple, you know, simple functions. Anyway. So you might as well just have them in the core standard library. Yeah, but maybe rather than, I mean, I'm not convinced that you actually need the actual functions. I think there are nicer ways to implement it, but but this is an implementation of what's drafted um, in the RFC. So it's it's good. I do like it, um, but I just... Mm, it just needs some more work. More work, yeah. But but if this, if this gets merged, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It would just mean you're going to have to think about how to make that perform on par with the operators that you're that you're wrapping um, because you really don't want real function calls to happen, but you wouldn't, you don't need them to either. It's not impossible to make it um, good. So yeah, I like it and it can be made good. So yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Joe, for taking the time again to come on the show. I really appreciate it, man. It's always good to catch up with you and uh, yeah, I hope all the SIM card funness and everything, you can kind of settles down and you get some, you know, real internet in soon. Either Either it will, or I will kill someone. (laughs) (laughs) one or the other yeah (laughs) oh man well again thank you so much dude really appreciate it and uh we'll have to do this a bit sooner than a couple of months i'm sure there'll be a lot more work you know rfc's and stuff coming out everything so there'll be a lot to talk about and also yeah the generics one that you're working on and stuff you know if you when you've got time to look into that and stuff more it'd be definitely interesting to chat it out cool all right then audience well it's been another great episode and we'll speak to you again next week goodbye bye You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.